0: Here come the blue shirts. If you weren't awake to play in that kind of game, then you weren't made to play hockey in Madison Square Garden. He's got experience in the streets and in the alleys. (laughs) And in the alleys. He will whoop your ass. (laughs) I'm looking better now than I did before. Ron, it's all
1: your fault.
2: It's over for all of you, once I'm on the <laughs> well, team. Well,
0: you're going to have to let me dress you,
1: though. Oh, 100%. You cannot. That, that's going to be Ron
2: Duguay's third act.
0: Molly off the air. Wow. Molly so off different person. Yeah, up in oh, the he'll blue He'll be courtside and I'll be up in the blue seats.
2: Woo! <laughs> Welcome to Up in the Blue Seats, our New York Rangers podcast. From the New York Post, this episode is presented by Tri-State Cadillac dealers. Jake Brown here, alongside Rangers legend. Give it up for Ron DuGay! And we have a special guest in the building. He played alongside Ron DuGay for five seasons. He played eight seasons for the Blue Shirts from 1976 to 19. 85, where he would whoop your ass if you caused problems on the ice. Give it up for Nick Foteau! Andrew Hart's alongside me here New York Post. Doogie, tough loss tonight for the Rangers, 3-1. Down 3-2, they'll go back to Tampa for Game 6, and then hopefully we're here Tuesday night for a Game 7, but overall thoughts on what you saw in Game 5.
3: There's a Yankee story you're accustomed to hearing. This is not that Yankee
2: story. The 1990 Yankees. It was rock bottom. A harsh show, a laughing stock.
4: There was a ballpark who brought live Krugers into the clubhouse.
0: I was in a relationship with Mel Hall at the age of 15. Are you kidding me? How was that acceptable?
3: This is the Yankee story they don't like to tell.
5: It really was the Bronx Zoo. Bronx Zoo 90. Crime, chaos, and baseball. Streaming now, only on Peacock.
0: Well, thank you, Jake, and thank you to our fans and our fan base. You're always wonderful. I've witnessed this since 1977. Your support's always appreciated. Your energy makes a difference, and I saw the difference tonight. It wasn't for the lack of energy from the fans that the Rangers lost. It's just a bad bounce. It happens. We've seen this before. We've seen this in the other round. When you look at the uh, balance of two teams, you think is one team stronger than the other? And from what we've seen so far, especially tonight, I think they're essentially evenly matched. And going into tonight's game, we have said that it can go either way. Maybe Ranger advantage going at home the way the Rangers play. There's always home ice advantage. We've seen that with Tampa. We've seen that with the Rangers. Big disappointment with the way they lost in the last couple of minutes. But having said that, we have seen this before. The Rangers have come back. And so going into game six, they're going into Tampa, a tough team, a tough component, who have won the last two Stanley Cups. But my belief is that the Rangers, a healthy Ranger team, could be a team that could win at any time. Now you talk about a healthy team, Nikki's with me right now. This is one of the things we had discussed before the game and during the game. The Rangers have played essentially every other day where the Lightning have had nine, eight or nine days off. Yeah. Are we seeing a difference right now with the Lightning having been rested and with the Rangers, I'm turning to you right now, Nick, with the Rangers having played every other game? Like, I didn't mind playing every other game, but eventually if you're like a little uh, Adam Fox, a little guy, lingering, little guy, getting a lot of ice time, you're getting beat up, does it eventually get to you do you start to see the weaker legs and that will make a difference later in a game so nick overall in this game you and i watched the game at a different location what is it your over overall thought on this game
3: well you know i i looked at the team in the last five minutes of the game and uh they seemed a little tired they made a couple of mistakes uh two on one You know, things that you can't do in a playoff game is make mistakes, and the other team capitalize on their mistakes. You know, their points were open where they should have been covered so they don't get those point shots in a fluke goal. You know, especially late in the game, you throw pucks on net, things happen. But, um, you know, the hardest game to win is the last game, so you have to win four. And the fourth game is the hardest game to win. So hopefully the Rangers will bounce back and uh, we'll have a game seven at Madison Square Garden on uh, Thursday, uh, Tuesday.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, Nick, so, Nick, I have to ask you, when you look at both teams, when you evaluate both teams from goaltending to defense to the forward center, are you seeing a, a difference in both teams where one team has any advantage over the other? Because the big comparison has been the goaltending, right? The goaltending has been somewhat even. So Sturkin we think, is the better goaltender. But are you seeing where one team has an advantage over the other at all? I,
3: tonight, it was a game of mistakes. There were, teams were evenly balanced, and what happened was, Tampa capitalized on a range of mistake, And then that's what happens in the playoffs, you know? You play even, and all of a sudden, that one mistake cost you the game. So,
0: and tonight's, I don't know if you know, if you guys know this, but Ryan Reese is not playing. Now, Ryan has been a player that has provided energy. He provides strength. He will um, intimidate the opponent, but he didn't play. They decided to go without him. You were that guy, Nick. And you and I played together in 79. We went into the finals against Montreal Canadiens, they decided to keep you out of the lineup, which a lot of us feel like that was a big mistake to keep you out of the lineup because of the energy you brought on the ice. With Ryan Reeves off and not playing in today's game, do you think that was a mistake? Or do you think Ryan Reeves needs to continue playing?
3: Well, you know, you went with Ryan Reeves the whole year and he provided toughness And to take him out of the lineup now, I think gave the other team a little edge. Because they knew he wasn't there. With me playing, when I was in the lineup, everybody felt comfortable. So I thought maybe Ryan should have been playing because he has that factor, intimidation factor. And believe me, it could have changed the game, but who knows?
2: Guys, the Rangers had chances too. I mean, Ryan Strom had a wide open net and just missed it. He was rusty coming back from an injury. They had Heedle back in the lineup as well. But what about the officiating? I know the fans, you're chanting refs suck, you know. The officiating was questionable tonight. Did you guys see that?
3: Yeah, I seen it. I think it was questionable tonight. I think there's a couple of calls that they missed. Uh, but you know what? You got to beat the referees. You know, you can't use that as, as an excuse. And you got you to beat the refs and you got to beat the team. So, like you said, there was mistakes, you know, like Stroll missed that open net. I mean, it could have, that, that was the game. But it's a game of mistakes, you know. If the other team capitalized because the Rangers would have scored there, it would have been a different ball game.
0: Yeah, I think as a coach, you kind of look at officiating as that they miss a call eventually they're going to even it up. Most of the time they know if they've missed a call, they're going to probably even it up at some point. If they call a weak one against you, they're going to call one against you. You always kind of feel like that's coming. But I want to get into coaching right now, Nick, because you know coaching, you're very much into the technique of a play in the game. And when you look at both coaches, do you feel like one coach is out coaching the other or are they both kind of matching up well?
3: Well, I, I I don't look at it as the coaches, I look at it as the players because the teams are so evenly matched right now. Like you said, the goaltending, the defense. Uh, and I just it just come down to mistakes. It was it was a mistake, the point was wide open, he got the puck, he put it on net, and it's like a hand grenade, it exploded, you know. Andrew
2: Andrew, Andrew Hart, give it up for Andrew Hartz, everybody. Andrew is our resident drummer. He's a good drummer, but he didn't bring his drums.
0: And so Andrew had the opportunity tonight to watch the game ice level, to see the size and the speed and the pace of the game. What are your thoughts on what you saw tonight? All I'll say
5: is that the, the speed, how fast these guys move, you cannot convey it on TV. In person, seeing the hits, how fast they go around It's something, and it's why I tell people, you have to watch hockey in person. In person is when you can really truly appreciate what you and Nick both did. And honestly, as as fans, when you see how fast the game moves, you can understand why the difference of a game just could be a, a slight bounce of a puck how something you know a, a, a slight grab or something can change an entire course of a game so yeah getting to experience that especially with you as Ron I mean Jake uh, Jake was upstairs and in, in the blue seats but getting to watch it with Ron and Ron's giving me all these little tips and saying see this is why winning this base off is important and, and why you have to make sure that you're constantly going you have to think about what the next play is Watching the game with Ron Duguay, honest to God, it, 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 it was a worldly experience. And, and he just brings so much knowledge. It, it, was, it was a lot of fun. Put it that way, well, besides the end of the as score.
4: Watch, as I'm
0: watching the game, uh, as they're moving the puck around, I'm on the ice. And so as one player is getting it, you probably have heard me, okay, move it, move it here, move it there. Because you have to be ahead of the game, and you've got to know your next move. So having. did pay you for those compliments? How much did Hartzell
2: yeah. uh, pay you?
0: No, I, I, zero, enjoy, zero. I, I appreciate the fact when I bring someone at ice level that they appreciate the fact that I bring them there, first of all, but they get to see what the game looks like up close because you're almost feeling like on the ice.
2: I will say going with Ron is quite the experience. He gets stopped everywhere he goes. Everyone wants to take a picture. And, uh, Hearts, did you enjoy that tonight?
5: Honestly, Jake and I had an over-under of 10 times. Ron would get stopped and take a photo. Take
2: the, the over. Ron, Ron, the over. Ron
5: took hit the over, beyond the over.
2: <laughs> Ron, you're back in New York. Obviously, the loss is tough, but you feel something special with this team, and the mantra behind these Rangers have been no quit in New York. Down 3-1 to the Penguins. Down 2-0 and 3-2 to the Hurricanes. Now they're down 3-2. They've been in this position before. So I know it seemed like doomsday outside the garden right now. But this team has come back before. How confident are you that they do it for a third straight time?
0: Yeah, we're going to do it again. I was, uh, we had a conversation with Molly Walker, Leah Brooks, and, and Larry, I asked Larry, what are your thoughts moving forward? And he says, it's game to game. It can go either way. And essentially, tonight could have gone either way. It went the wrong way. But it's gonna be the same for game six. They're gonna go into Tampa. It appears like the Rangers are healthy, all right? Uh, Heat will play tonight, Strom played tonight. They're gonna to have another day off. They're gonna be healthy. They're gonna go into Tampa. Their backs are against the wall. They've played well with their backs against the wall. They seem to play their best hockey with their backs against the wall. So that game is gonna go either way. I wouldn't bet it one way or the other. So if they go in there and win that game, like they lost tonight in a tight one, then it's back at Madison Square Garden.
5: Rod, so, wasn't your initial prediction, Rangers, in seven?
0: Yes, there's a few of us that made a prediction they would go to seven. Can you remind me who no, made that prediction? It
2: wasn't Rob it was Jake Brown that said Ranger in seven. And Ron said Lightning in six, if I'm right, Ron, originally.
0: So. Boo this man. So. Um, I Before the series. Just a minute. Before the series started, after how they beat Florida, I'm thinking, oh, my God. That's they it. look really good. I said Lightning in six. But I, listen, trust me. I have no problems with being wrong, no problems. I want the Rangers to win. Now we are going into game six. I have no problems with that. So uh, I'm okay okay with being wrong.
2: Let, Let me ask Nick something. Nick, you were the tough guy. You were the bad boy, bad boy, bad boy. What you gonna do? The end of the game, there's an all out brawl that breaks out. Does that carry over to game six? Is that the kind of motivation that could maybe pump up the Rangers and to fight back in this series? Does a kind of fight like that carry over to the next game?
3: Oh yeah, it, it does, you know. And, but there's one thing that going into the next game in Tampa, the, their best players have to show up. They have to show up. All these big goal scorers, everybody, has to play well. To beat Tampa, everybody has to be on top of their game. There's no ifs, ands, or buts.
0: When Nick says uh, they have to show up, there is one. There's such a thing as showing up and playing hard, but you gotta produce. You have to calmly play hard, calmly make plays, and calmly score goals. You can, you can work your butt off and not be productive. You gotta find a way to calmly go out there, play it through the pressure, and with certain players, we've seen it with other players, we haven't. Now, Zabinajad keeps scoring goals at the right time, especially on the power play. Panarin could probably be a little bit better on five on five. I think he's due. So I like to think that Panarin is going to be the guy that's going to make a difference in game six, where he's going to come up with those goals, come up with the plays. Uh, other than that, I think defensively, the team has played well. Any reason uh,
2: you're rooting for a fellow number 10 to do well, Ron?
0: You know what? I was standing, I was at ice level tonight and he come in by the glass. He was wearing my jersey. No really, cuz if you don't see the name and you just see New York Ranger number 10, it's like that's my jersey. It's like Nick, Nick sees his number 22 without seeing the name. There we go,
3: 22. All right. Yeah, but you know what though? 18,000 people wearing my number tonight. It's yeah.
2: Eighteen thousand six, we're in
3: twenty two. All right. So it was nice. It was nice <laughs> to them to put my jersey, my number on every jersey. It was great.
2: Yeah. Well, it was funny because Ron, you weren't sure that that meant twenty twenty two, and you thought it was a number, but it was really Nick Fatia's number. What we're saying. All right. Game six in Tampa. Excited for a Ranger turnaround. They're actually Ron doing a watch party. At the Garden. I'll be there at the Garden. Maybe they'll bring some good mojo along and win this thing in seven. But listen.
0: But is that Saturday night?
2: Saturday night, yes. At the Garden. At the Garden, yes. Will you be there or are you going back to Florida?
0: Um, well, I was invited to go see Bill and Joel tomorrow night. Oh. <laughs> oh. I, would. I would go to that if I were tomorrow you. Night, in New
2: York State tomorrow night
0: at the Garden. And so just so you know, I'm based out of Florida. So I, I'm, I'm always re- looking for an excuse to stay. So Friday night at the Garden, Billy Joel, then maybe Saturday night, the New York Rangers. Yeah, yeah I think I can mark that in my schedule.
2: Funny, I, did, I didn't get a uh, text about a ticket for Billy Joel tomorrow, hearts uh, yeah. I don't know if you did either, but if uh, you run into a few extras, we're here. All right, we're here up in the Blue Seats podcast. Jake Brown, Ron Duguay, Nick Futiu, Andrew Hartz. Shout out to your Tri-State Cadillac dealers. This episode presented by Tri-State Cadillac Dealers. You can catch up on all episodes of Up in the Blue Seats on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get podcasts. Follow us all on Twitter, Ron Dugay 10 Jake Brown Radio, Andrew Hartz. Rana, good to see you in New York tonight. I'm glad to see you. It's been a while. It's been yeah. a few years.
0: Yeah, it's good to be here. There's a little excitement every time I come into New York City, especially when, uh, and Nick and I will tell you the same, when we go to the Garden, and we run into Ranger fans who recognize us, who appreciated what we've done in the past. It just doesn't get old for us, I mean, we love it. Um, And it's not like we need a pat on the back, but the fact that we've made a difference on the ice, it makes it special for us, so. And that was a long time ago, so the Ranger fans appreciate us. The older ones, the old, you know, the moms and the grandmas and the The grand, uh, yeah. He had to shout
2: the moms out, of course.
0: and so the, the garden itself, I mean, the the, uh, the inside, the gut of the garden, a lot of it has been redone. There's a remodel. But when you look at the outside, it's still the same thing. For Nick and I to walk into the garden, it's still the same thing. We still get that rush. We still want to go on the ice. We still want to play. We're still New York Rangers forever. So there's nothing like it. Once And the other thing, once you there's that saying, Frank Sinatra, once you've made it in New York, you can make it anywhere. Well, Nick and I like to think that we can make it anywhere. Nick,
2: Did you frequent Studio 54 with Ron back in the day?
3: No, I, I went there just a couple of times, but I didn't live there like Ron did, you know. Ron was kind of like the playboy, you know. I was kind of a tough guy, he was the playboy, so. Uh, so you, you never
2: dated Cher or Farrah Fawcett back in the day?
3: Oh, actually. Uh, Nicky was quite shy. Not on the ice, though. No, we, no we. but you, you're talking about Madison Square Garden. There's nobody, there's no bigger Ranger fan than me. Because I'm the first New Yorker ever to play for the New York Rangers. I used to sleep.
0: Give him a round of applause.
3: I mean, I, I used to sleep outside Madison Square Garden for playoff tickets when I was 16. I was at my grandmother's house. I used to eat at, uh, you know, she, she's from Greenwich Village. I used to take the train to the garden as a fan like you guys. And, you know, now I'm taking the train and I'm playing for the New York Rangers. So, every game, because I never got a puck, I said, when I play for the New York Rangers, I'm gonna throw So puck. So, I, th- I used to throw 50 a game. I mean, way up to the blue seats, everywhere and I I barely had any time to go in and have a drink because I go I go in and it's time for me to go back on the ice again but I loved it I took every moment that I wanted to be a New York Ranger fan and I put that fan on the ice and I just wanted to give it to the people Nick,
5: Nick and Ron. So I, I actually mentioned to Ron pregame before. You know the, the lights and everything at the Garden. When you see the projection on the ice and you see the lasers and the everything, could did you ever think back in your day that you'd be looking at the Garden ice and there's just it's a major light show going on before the
3: hockey game even starts? So like like what's, what do you think about that now? I love it. I, I think it's more it's so exciting. Um, you know. I watched the guys come with the shovels, I, actually, if I'm, I'm so much of a fan, I would, I would have grabbed one of those shovels and went up and down the ice with the <laughs> turn, I swear to God, I'm, I was like the biggest rebel, you, I did everything, you know, for the fans, I, I, I wanted to entertain them, I wanted to fight for them, I, you know, it, it was, I, I loved to go on the ice. Shout
2: out to American Whiskey. Give Kevin and American Whiskey a round of applause tonight. Love American Whiskey. Great people. Great bar. West 30th between 7th and 8th. We are here in Manhattan. Up in the blue seats, we're now going to open it up for questions for Ron Duguay and Nick Fotiu. So if you have a question, one of you guys have a question, come on up. And we'll give you the mic and ask a question. I know you. one of you got something. Come on up.
4: All right. Name and where you're from. Uh, my name is Mike Campbell. I'm from Overdale. And uh, Ron, r- r- guys, Nick, pleased to meet you. Everything and everything. First of all, uh, my mom's praying for you guys, so uh, I th- so 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 we got God on our side. And um, I have to be honest. I've been a season over for five years. I've been watching Ranger games all my life. I'm 52 years old. Um, I'm a nervous wreck when I'm. It's my seat is my happy place, but I'm a nervous wreck through all this stuff. I just want to know how do you guys do it because I know you're professionals, and I know you're trained for this stuff, but I mean, I, I know a lot of those guys are going through their first playoff, and uh, I'm just wondering. It's like, uh, how do you keep, how do you keep it how do you keep it real? Um, I, I good
0: question. Yes, I would say this. It's, um, it's a mindset, and if you do something often enough under pressure. I don't know if this is a good analogy, but imagine a brain surgeon going into surgery. He cannot make a mistake, so he's got to be calm, he's got to be relaxed, he's got to be focused. It's the same with us, because there's a lot of distractions. You'll play off the energy, but you still have to be in that calm place, you still have to be focused. Mm -hmm. And so, where I feel it the most, where I have to control myself, is a warm up. We get in warm up, and it's loud. You have goose pimples, and you like it. But by the time you're ready to step on the ice where it's game time, now you've got to tap in, okay, what do I need to do? I've got to play my position. And the coaches will tell you, focus, be focused. And uh, if more you do something under pressure, the more you get to be better at it. As, and I love the fact that a fan is sitting at the edge of the seat, nervous as heck. That means you're not watching baseball.
4: <laughs> I mean, well, it's kind of interesting because it's like i have haven't been—I've been to every playoff game. I've been to—I—I—I—I've I, I, been—I to, once at a playoff game in '94, and I was a playoff game in '95. Um, I mean, I, but I've never felt—I've never gone as far here, being in the building, and the game against Pittsburgh was my first overtime game I've ever seen, and it's like—it's like I can't take this. Yeah. I mean, it's—it's it's, it's really amazing. It's—it's it's really amazing what you guys do.
0: My point is. Isn't it fun to be at the edge of your seat watching a sport? What other sport do you feel like, oh my god, this is nerve-wracking? But as fun as hard, right? Well,
4: well, you, you, you you got that exactly because it's yeah. like when I was going through all this and everything like this, even though it was I was having some miserable times, I was I should say miserable because I, I'm very privileged to be there. So it's, it's like, it's really great to be part of that. But the thing is, is, is that, you know, I wouldn't want to be any place else in the world right now.
0: Yeah, no, we, uh, we have, it's controlled energy for us. Nick, how did you deal with the nerves, Nick? Nick, Nick uh, would do push-ups before the game. Yeah.
3: <laughs> no, um, actually I would have my pre-game meal. What was your meal? Well, anywhere from eggs, maybe spaghetti, whatever, you know and I'd go back to my room, I'd go lay down, go to the bathroom, throw up. I'll uh, go, Let me go to the rink, get my sweats on, go on the ice, shoot pucks. I was always calm around the rink. I had to be at the rink. I used, you know, go, then go in, take a shower, go to my stall, sit down, relax, sit down on the floor, you know, just kind of get my equipment. But if I wasn't at the rink, I was a nervous wreck, so. I always wanted to be at the rank. always want to be at the rink, like, you know.
0: You know what 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 you know what helped us uh, stay calm and relax? There was always a guy or two who was a prankster, a jokester, or some guy would play some music, and on my team, it was Nick. No, really, Nick. I mean, maybe he didn't show it because I didn't know it, but he was always... Pulling off something on someone to just keep it light and relax. and it's funny because it was often it was the tough guy that would make the laugh,
3: the room laugh. He'd be just joking around, just having a good time. Well, and we used to pull some unbelievable pranks. I'll, I could tell you some. Give us a few. I want to okay. hear. Okay. So one night, one day where we, you know, we're back in our room, we're rooming together, and Anders Hedberg and Olaf Nielsen are in the room you know, right next to us, and uh, the, yeah, the, the fire alarms go off, right? So, you know, it, was, it wasn't nothing, right? So I says, Dukes, why don't we just call the front desk and say there's a fire, this is the fire, that we called on to this room, and they said, this is the fire department, please evacuate your room immediately, right? And they go, okay, and, and they, uh, they put their trench coats on, they go down, right?
0: They're in and, their underwear.
3: right and uh, they come up and me and Doug's in, in the room like you know in the corridor laughing our ass off and they walk by us and go that wasn't a very good yoke. Yeah. <laughs> we do, there's others that were really, tell them the fire hose though.
0: No, the, there was always something but the point is we enjoyed each other's company and we made it fun. So he kept it light. And shaving
3: cream in the donuts, somebody gotta come yeah, in. Like he,
0: I used to use the hairdryer a lot because I had the big hair. Right? Occasionally he'd put baby powder in the hairdryer. Uh, and so I'd come and hit the dryer and it's just shoot. It'd always be some, or you gotta check your skates. Some of them he'd put Vaseline in your skates, he'd put baby powder in your skates. Or if you're running late for practice. One of them will go cut your laces. Oh. So now you got to put your skates on. You're always running late. Now you cut your laces. Now you got to put new laces. It was always something.
3: We had fun though. I don't know if the guys today have f- as much fun as we did did when we played because we we enjoyed it like it wasn't a job. And I hate when people, players say it's a job. Is it my job to go on the ice at Madison Square Garden and throw pucks to people? My godfather said you play for the Rangers for nothing. It's not a job for me. It's fun to go out on the ice and look at the fans. And no, I was you in that stands up there. Like, and now I'm here. Like, you know, and I used to go when there was nobody in the stands. And it was summertime, and I'd go in the garden and go where I used to sit, and i go, I don't believe I'm playing for the New York Rangers.
2: Rangers greats. Ron Duguay and Nick Fatih are in the building. This episode Up in the Blue Seas presented by Tri-State Cadillac Deers. Ron, did you worry that, you know, you played with no helmet, you get hit hard. I know you're showing off the hair, but did you worry when you played that head injuries could happen, that you get hit in the wrong spot? That's something could happen, did you worry about not playing with a helmet?
0: Well, you could probably ask Nick that same question. No, I played without a helmet because I didn't like, I didn't like how it felt on my head, really. And so, no, whenever I step on the ice, I don't think about getting hurt. And I think that's one of the reasons why I never got hurt, because I wouldn't think I was getting hurt. I mean, I never wore a helmet. and never had a mouthpiece. My shoulder pads were two little cups, same as Nicky. Nicky wore very little equipment. But we wouldn't step on the ice thinking, oh, I might get hurt tonight. No, I never think about getting hurt. It's like the same thing. You get in your car, you do whatever. You don't start thinking about getting hurt. So seldom that I get hurt. I enjoy playing without a helmet. It's the same I'm that same guy that likes to ride a motorcycle. You know, I, I just live that way. It's probably the most dangerous thing I do is playing hockey without a helmet. But I, no, I never think about getting hurt.
2: All right, let's take another question from the crowd. Afi, Afi, I know you got a question for Ron Duguay and Nick Fatiu, so come on up. Come ask him a question. Who's Sh- Afi? Afi's my buddy here from Astoria. We got a couple questions. Afi, what do you got for us? All right.
0: <whistles>
2: Andrew, what are you doing?
0: <laughs>
2: All right. I made it through halfway, so I missed the beginning. But I just need to know what's got to happen these next games. What's got to happen, was, what do the Rangers have to do to get to the
4: cop? Yeah, we, we have two to do it.
0: Yeah. Uh, okay, I, I, thank you. Thank you, Alfie. I, I think I answered that earlier in saying that these, these two teams are, from what I'm saying, if they're both healthy, and I think they're both going to go into game six healthy, they're evenly matched. You know, defense, forward, scoring, goaltending, and it's just a matter of a good bounce, bad bounce, and that's what hockey is, good bounces, bad bounces. It's the same thing in life. You have good days, bad days, and I wouldn't bet on that game. Even though you think Tampa Bay, they're playing at home, they, they have advantage, yeah. No, but, but no, the point I'm making, I wouldn't bet on this game because it's evenly matched. So they're essentially gonna do a, pretty well the same thing they did tonight. They may clean up a couple things, like they may look at a couple things they need to do differently. But other than that, I mean, what were the shots on net after two periods? There weren't many shots on both teams. They were both playing tight defense. And then, you know, towards the end, you get a shot on net from the point with a screen goal and they score. So that game could have gone either way. I think game... Uh, Game six could go either way unless there's a team that scores early in the first period. First period, you get that first goal. That makes a difference because you create momentum in that first goal. And then if you can play off of that. So if the Rangers can score that first goal in Tampa,
3: they know they can beat them. They're not intimidated by the Lightning.
2: Nick, you want to answer the same question?
3: Yeah, like I said before, you know. Your best players have to show up. They have to come and play. Now it's their time. You know, it's, um, like I said, it's the last game. That game four is the hardest game to win. So I think the Rangers, I, Rangers have an advantage.
5: So there's someone that's that's missing from... This crew here that if anyone's listened to the podcast, we all know that it's Molly Walker. And Molly unfortunately couldn't be here tonight, but she has supplied us with some quotes, some interesting quotes. Let's give and
2: a quick shout out to, Molly, to Walker. Molly Walker. We love Molly.
5: So there there was one thing I, I thought was interesting. Uh, Coach Gallant was asked if he thought the New York Rangers deserved more than just one power play. And he said, I did. I really did. In saying that though, I thought they did an excellent game. They let the teams play enough. I thought we could have had a couple more. There's no doubt. And something that, that, that Ron had mentioned early on to me as we're watching it from the ice, he said, I, I, I noticed that the officials are letting the guys play. You never want to call plays, uh, call penalties too early in a game because you want to see how it goes out. But Ron, I mean, it, it's frustrating when you see certain guys getting mauled in the second and in the third. when, when these, these are major plays, especially as, as the Rangers, as any Ranger fan knows, Getting on the power play is key to this Ranger team taking advantage of those opportunities and scoring and going ahead. So, yeah, I mean, hearing that from Coach Gallant, it's got to be you know disappointing, and rough.
0: Both both teams understand that their power play can make a difference in the game. So they're both teams, both coaches are looking for a power play opportunity. Now, when it comes to officials, I would like for the officials to stay out of the game unless you're st- yeah, unless you're taking away a scoring a clear scoring opportunity, just let everything go, pretty much. And it's hard for them to do that, and I can tell tonight they look like they wanted to do that, but eventually they end up making a call. Now, if they make one call, they have to make another call. They make another call, then they got to do another call. It's kind of balancing out, right? But both teams know, if they get on the power play, that could be the deciding factor in the game. So that's why they bring it up. They bring it up, they're trying to get in the official's head going into the following game.
2: My guy, Mark, and James are in the building. I know one of you got a question, so come on up, ask a question. All right, Jason Negron in the building. James, welcome up in the Blue seas. James. How are you?
5: Thank you very much for the shout, Jake.
2: Of course. So I know you got a question.
5: Yes, I do. Ron, Nick, very nice to meet you guys. Very nice to listen to you guys talk all night. Nice Ron, ooh la la, very nice to see you, <laughs> I kind of want to talk about your guys' team in 1979, because I've kind of seen some parallels to this team this year as being a kind of a younger team that made a run deep in the playoffs, not necessarily as far as you guys got them. But as this team has lost three in a row, has kind of stacked a lot of not-so-great periods on top of each other, how does a young team with this little playoff experience kind of dig deep and find a way to to? do something that has suddenly become not expected of them?
0: Well, let me answer it first. Let me, I, I think that they got away with not playing well against Pittsburgh. The only reason they got away with that is because Crosby got hurt. Crosby doesn't get hurt, they do not beat Pittsburgh. So that's good bounces. And I, and I said, if they can get through the first round, they're gonna figure out what it's like playoff hockey. Good days, bad days, good bounces, bad bounces, being consistent. And so now what I'm seeing right now, I'm seeing consistent play out of them. So that's why I feel going into the game six, because tonight I felt they played well. They've been playing well. last four games, they've been more consistent. And uh, and they're getting good playing from the young kids, the veterans. Veterans can be better. Defense, goaltending. So I like the way they're playing right now. So I, have, I, I, I believe they can... They can play them even going into game six.
3: Nick? Well, you know, I believe you're in that locker room. You could be 18 years old or 21 or 24 years old. And you put on the jersey to go out in a playoff game. You belong there. And you know what? There's no excuse. You, you got you to go out to win. You got to go out to win the game. Hey, so it's not like a job. It's it's playoffs. It, that doesn't matter who you are. Thank you, guys. Thank you, James.
2: Up in the Blue Seats podcast. Shout out to American Whiskey. Give it up for American Whiskey one time. Yeah. Thank you to everybody for coming out. We're going to do like five more minutes here. Um... Molly Walker, a little mad at you, Ron, for not saying hello, but hopefully we'll see her next week. Hopefully the Rangers will be back for the Stanley Cup Finals because it is not out of the room. Oh, we have a question from Jason Negron. Give it up for Jason. You've seen Jason at the watch parties. He is the MC. does a great job. Jason, what's your question?
1: Long-time fan, first-time caller. First-time, long-time, okay. Not a question, I'm here to give you guys your flowers. Jake Brown, I've seen your work for a long time. Big dog, keep it up. I'm not paying you
2: for this. You're you're
1: phenomenal and I'm glad that we're, we're friends now. Me too. So keep it up. Nikki Fatiu, Nikki, you're the first alumni I've ever met working at the Garden. You've been A1 since day one, Nikki. You're a great dude and I'm glad to see you and you look phenomenal. First ever native New Yorker to play for the Rangers. Thank you, Nikki, for everything. Appreciate you.
3: You know, it's so proud. Of, I'm so proud of being a New York Ranger, and I just love the fans, the way the support they give me when I played, and even now. I mean, they've been great to me, and I, I love them.
1: You're the, you're the best, Nikki. Thank you. Don't ever change. No, I won't. Ron Duguay, great to see you back home. I thank you dearly from when I first started hosting Rangers events. You showed me the ropes. You tell me what questions to ask. And uh, you helped me grow. So I just want to thank you, Ron. And I want to welcome you back home and um, appreciate everybody up here, man. Let's give it up for these guys right here. That's it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you guys. You, you've, grown,
0: you've grown very well. You're doing a good job. You're still with the Rangers. You must be doing something right. Yeah. Many more years. Thank you, to Jason
2: Negron. Been here a dozen years or so, but he's aging gracefully. Um, shout out to our Tri-State Cadillac dealers for sponsoring this episode of Up in the Blue Seats podcast. Shout out to Brian in the building with us. Brian you, got a que- Brian, you got a question. Brian, come over here. You got a question. Come over here. Is this Brian Cadillac? Brian from the garden. Brian. Ryan, what do you got for us? I hope I didn't. I hope I didn't miss it, but my
4: question was from just what I texted you. What what happened? Two blown calls with the refs late in the game. You don't call one. I know you don't want it to go down to a power play for either side, so they're kind of letting them play a little bit better. But after after the second one, I think we were due for a call. That's that's my question, and it changed the whole dynamic and momentum of the game.
0: Uh, it's um, for the officials. They they really truly. Try to stay out of the game. And they understand both power plays. They put a team on a power play. That could be the deciding goal, that decides the game, that could decide the series. So they try not to do it, but sometimes they have to do it. Now, that's why when there's two officials, you figure between one or two, they're going to get
4: it right. My last thing, you think they might see the video footage and going into Saturday's game, maybe see, okay, we might have missed one or two there and try to, No.
0: No, I would say that unless it's a penalty that was an intent to injure, everything else I don't think they go back and look at it because they know they're not perfect. They know they may make a mistake. They can't be judging themselves so hard. They're not that hard on, the, on themselves. And we may not see the same
3: officials next game. I don't even know if we're going to
0: see the same officials.
3: I've got to say, you've got to know who your officials are. I know McCauley. I know his dad when he was an official. You gotta when you see that him, he's not gonna call much. You gotta battle through things, you know. So you gotta know your referees too.
2: Very nice. Yeah, the officials were not great tonight. Thank you, Brian, for the question. Thank you for everyone for coming out. Be bold and be yourself in a luxurious Cadillac sedan or SUV. Visit your showroom today. Cadillac. Be iconic. How to read that one. Love the word iconic. Anything with the word iconic in it is Oops. very good. Ron Duguay, Nick Futsi, you Up in the Blue Seeds podcast. Shout out to American Whiskey and Kevin and the whole gang here at American Whiskey for having us for the show. Game six is Saturday night in Tampa. There'll be a watch party at the Garden. And then if they win that, game seven Tuesday. Call your boss, you're out of work Wednesday. If the Rangers win Tuesday, you're not going to work Wednesday. I'm sorry, you're drinking all night, you're celebrating. Rangers in seven, let me get a let's go Rangers! Let's go Rangers! One more time. Let's go Rangers! Let's go, we're bringing that positive mojo back here. Let's close out up in the blue seats. Let me get a round of applause, let's go. Shout out to Andrew Hart for helping me produce the show. Shout out to Nick TU Rangers great. Shout out to Ron DuGay for flying into New York. I'm the Podfather, Jake Brown. Make sure you subscribe to Up in the Blue Seats. Shout out to the audience, Kevin, American Whiskey, all your servers, tip your bartenders. Keep cheering. Come on. Up in the blue seats. New York Post, Cadillac Tri-State Dealers. We're out. Rangers at seven. We'll talk to you next week. Peace.